If you would turn to Luke chapter 11, I'll be reading verses 1 through 10. That's Luke chapter 11, 1 through 10. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying. As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family and I are in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door shall be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be Thanks to God. Thanks be to God. I saw the most embarrassing thing at the bus stop last year. Well, maybe not saw, maybe I heard it. It sounded like this. I got out of my car, you know, you have to, they have a group bus stop, so I had my kids. You want to know what time it was? 6.45 a.m., Woohoo! that all starts again tomorrow. And so we were out there at 6.45 a.m. We were a little early. We're all looking around. I look around and I realize across the street at the neighbor's house, there's this golf cart pulled up. I knew that lady. She lives down the street at the end of the block. And she is just banging on the door, ferociously banging, especially for 6.45 in the morning. And now it's dark, it's quiet, there's not a light on in any of these houses except the one I'm standing at in the driveway, right? And across the street, this is what makes it worse in my mind, I know that guy. He's a musician, okay? So I know he probably got to bed about an hour ago, and he's not going to wake up until at least noon, right? Maybe one, he's going to roll out of bed. And here is this lady just... So I'm trying not to stare. And that's right about the point when my kids have echolocuted the sound, right? There it is. And they ask me and they're not so quiet kids' voice, Mommy, what's that lady doing over there? I'm like, shh, I said, okay, I really don't know what she's doing, but don't stare. And so we're all talking, like, just look at each other. And so we're all kind of talking like this, and we're like, What the heck monkey is happening at that house across the street? So I want you to ask yourself, because this is the question that starts going in my mind, because it went on for minutes. How long 
would you stand at a dark door and knock when it refused to open? When it became clear that the person inside didn't want you, how long? Okay, how long have you ever knocked on a door? Ever gone to somebody's house in the morning and you know, like they're expecting you, right? And what do you do? <laughs> and then if that fails me, I'll back away and text them, are you awake? <laughs> do I have the wrong day? So here's this lady laying it all on the line. The whole neighborhood is like, what is wrong with that lady over there, right? And she just is keeping on going. Now, we're starting a series about finding God. You're sending me to strange places. Very strange. There are some places that you wouldn't say in church that you talk to me about later that I'm going to try to go for you because I love you crazy people. You'll just have to see where this place is, but you're going to go, whoa, I can't believe my pastor's going there, but I'm going to try it. If it works, I'll preach a sermon on it. I'm going to go around with teenage drivers, and one of you said I should try to get locked in jail. I'll try. I'm not going to commit a crime, but I'll try. Um, you said that I should look at a gun show. I'm going to my first gun show. We do this because the scriptures on your study guide, there's some the first one is, talks about how whenever the believers walked into a new place, Jesus said, go and tell the world about me. Preach the good news. Baptize people. And so when the church went out, when the disciples went out, they started, if you read the book of Acts, instead of going to a new place and saying, hey, you've never heard about God before, but let me tell you, they would walk around, they'd read the poetry of the land. They'd look around the town, and they'd find places that God already was and say, look at that. See this over here that you already have? That's God. And that same God loves you, wants to be a part of your life. Let me tell you about Jesus, his son. So when we go into places, what I want us to know is that God is already there. God is already in school. God is already at a gun show, if I can find him, right? We just have to find him. But... God is not just present when you're looking. Not just there when I open my eyes and I'm intentionally watching. Sometimes God is there and the message is so important that God says, hey, look at this. Look at what's happening. And that's what happened to me at the bus stop. Well, I'm trying to keep the kids quiet, trying to, trying to, oh, what's going on? God said, Laura, watch. Watch this. Now, God knows my heart. God knows that I, I know some of y'all are awesome, and you go out to the bus stop in a bathrobe. You will never see me in my bathrobe at the bus stop, just because I am going to be, like, put together, right? I may not have my makeup on, but you're, mm, you know, I'm a good Southern woman. Not going to happen. Some of y'all won't go out without a ball cap, right? It's just whatever is your level of putting on before the world sees you, I just have this thing where I'm not going to be all, I'm just going to be a little bit put together, not much. What about when people see you and they say, how are you doing today? What do you say? Great. Fine, right? That is our American response. Sometimes some of y'all say great. Jay Spencer says, I'm so good, if I was any better, I'd be twins. That's his <laughs> set response. So y'all can steal that from Jay. But when people say how we're doing, how are you doing today? Fine. 
You know, and you could be dying inside. You could be having the worst week of your life, and when some stranger asks you how you're doing, you're going to say, fine. We keep ourselves put together. We present a good face to the world. And so I'm thinking about all of this, and I'm thinking about how embarrassing this woman is acting, what a spectacle she's making of herself. And God is drawing my face to this and saying, look, this is what it means to pray. Did you catch that in the scripture? This is the scripture I thought of as this lady's knocking on the door. Is this right here. So this is how it happened. Did you see what was Jesus doing when they asked him if they could learn how to pray? Is he eating dinner? You guys, it's 11.45. Wake up. Once Jesus was in it, you're all like, just give it, just give it to me. Put it in my mouth. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and the disciples said, teach us how to do that. Now, you might have a lot of note cards of questions you want to ask to God when you get up to heaven. My, my daughters ask me questions all the time. They're like, Mommy, you know, this and this about stuff. And sometimes I can answer questions about God, and sometimes, like, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't know that. And Anna or Leah would be like, I'm going to write that down and ask God then. <laughs> like, when I get there, I'm like, Okay, add it to the list, girls, of the things. Mom does not know, you know, what color are the horses in heaven or, you know, all this. They have a list of some silly things and some serious things. And we do too. And we think when we get to heaven, we're going to ask God these questions. And you and I could both rattle those questions off. Why do those bad things happen to people who are good? What happens when somebody we love who lives a good life doesn't know Christ dies? Is there a second chance there? All these questions that we have. But the interesting thing is when God had skin on and people had a chance to ask God their questions, they didn't ask the ones that we have on our three-by-five cards, did they? Not all of them. So the disciples come up to Jesus and he's praying and they say, could you please teach us how to do that? Please. And if you would have seen Jesus, if you would have seen God's son with skin on, incarnate, you would have asked that question too. Because Jesus made prayer such a central part of his life. He'd sneak away to do it. They'd find him and try to drag him back and be like, no, I'm praying. And now we need to go over here instead of over there. And when he prayed, bodies that were broken were made whole. When he prayed, demons obeyed. Evil bowed down and scrambled away. Even children that were dead came back to life. When Jesus prayed, you would have wanted to pray too. So they ask him a question, teach us how to pray. Let's look at how he responds. First of all, the doorstep. We're going to talk about this as a door, like Jesus talks about it. The doorstep. There's the mat right there. Who can stand here? Don't worry, you don't have to answer. Okay. Who can stand here? This is important. Jesus is going to tell us. What if when they said, Lord, teach us how to pray, Jesus would have said, leave it to the experts. (laughs) It's not for you. That's sweet, but it's not for you. (laughs) Right? Jesus doesn't say that. We're talking about the doorstep. Who can stand on it? You can. He's talking to a very mixed group. We've been going through a series on the disciples over the summer, and what we've seen is that people called them illiterate idiots. Because they were. 
okay? This was a hard scrabble, mixed group of people, different levels of faithfulness. Some of them had been very sinful two days ago, and they were following Jesus. Some of them were still trapped. And Jesus says, okay, here's how we do it. So the first thing I want you to know is you can stand here on God's welcome mat. You can pray. And the next time, and it's okay to have other people pray with you, but it breaks my heart when you come up to me and you say, will you pray? I know you have a direct line to God. Because first of all, really? I want to exploit that if I do. And second of all, does that mean that you think God doesn't care about you? Doesn't listen to you or is going to listen to me more just because I'm the pastor? No. No. You're welcome right here just like I am. And you know the people who are most powerful in prayer? It's the people who pray. So if you want to be powerful in prayer, if you want to have a wonderful prayer life like Jesus, just do what he did and pray. Okay, that's the first thing. Now the second thing. If I'm going to knock, who's going to open the door? <laughs> who's going to open the door, right? It's the church answer, so just say it. God, Jesus, yes. God's going to open the door, right? Okay, church answer, so you can shout it out. But what's God like when we pray? Is he like our, our boss where at midnight we're knocking on our boss's door? Like a judge? like the king. Certainly these are metaphors that we see in the Bible. And so we can say if we go to knock on the door, maybe the king will open the door, maybe the judge will open the door. But those aren't the metaphors Jesus chooses when he talks about who's opening the door. Who does he say? If you look in verse 9, um, actually if you look in verse 11, fathers, if your children ask for you for a fish, do you give them a snake? How many of y'all when you pack lunches tomorrow, dads are like, you know what's on the menu? Rattlesnake. You know what my kids would love? A nice, dirty rock. Jesus says it's like when you're at the door, the person behind it is your daddy, your mama, your best friend. So when we pray, we need to approach prayer like that, not with, oh, my gosh. but Like, okay, I'm going to stand here, and I'm going to know that the person behind the door loves me wants to open the door and be like, oh, you, I love you. Okay, that's the second thing. Whose door is this? Finally, we get to this part. And Jesus says a lot about this, um, and we pray this prayer every week. Let's just go through that really quickly um, to see what's on the table, why we could go up to God's door, what's allowed, okay? You don't want to stand on the doorstep and be like, that is not worthy of my time. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Jesus says that's good to remember who we're talking to, a father who has a kingdom. Give us each day the food we need. That means if you're looking at a hard day and you're going to have a hard conversation with somebody, God, can you help me with that? That means if you have a big exam in school, kids. That means if you have something coming up today, that is on your heart, that is worrying you, that you need, go knock. Go talk to God about that. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. How often is that like this? 
forgive us. Oh, boom, right? And help me forgive. Voila, you are for, right? I mean, have any of y'all ever forgiven? Sometimes it happens in an instant. Man, you really did this awful thing to me, but you are forgiven, and I'm moving on. It's, it's a work of time. Do you see how when Jesus says, keep on knocking, if you're going to find forgiveness, if you're going to give it, it's over time. It's every day you're at the door. That's a matter of the heart. So you can take a matter of the heart to God and keep on asking about it. Help me be a little bit better today, a little bit better at forgiving, a little bit better at not being a gossip, a little bit better about keeping my temper under control, a little bit better, God, a little bit better. And then um, don't let us yield to temptation or lead us not into temptation. I like to put the comma there. There's no punctuation in Greek or in Hebrew. So I think that it's forgivable if we in Greek or Hebrew add the comma. That makes sense to me. Lead us not into temptation. So that we can say, God, I need your guidance. Not, not just today, not just in the next month, but over the course of my life that you would steer me away from the paths that lead down a cliff and you would steer me towards your will. Anytime we're standing on the doorstep right there and we're knocking about those things, it's good. Anything of life is fair game. Don't feel like you have to have a worthy prayer request. If it's on your mind, go talk to God about it. Now, here's the thing that I love about Jesus is that Jesus didn't say, prayer is easy. And he didn't say, it's warm and fuzzy all the time. He said, sometimes it's like going to your friend's house at midnight and they won't answer the door. Has prayer ever felt like that to you? Have you ever wanted to give up or thought, this door is never going to open? Jesus knew that. And so that's why he says, don't give up. Keep on asking. I love because the, the NIV, if you have an NIV Bible, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Man, I'm down with that. How many of y'all are down with that? Ask, right? Jesus didn't say, prayer is like a vending machine. Insert your prayer, receive your answer right? He said, prayer is like knocking on the door in the middle of the night and the person won't come and you just have to keep at it, right? Prayer is like trusting someone to pack your lunch and not watching them do it. Just knowing that when you go to open it up, you're not going to break your teeth on rocks. It's not going to be a rattlesnake. That's what prayer is. So Jesus knows our pain too and the hurt that we feel. And he doesn't want you to give up. He doesn't want you to give up. Even when it's been a while. Do you want to come back to the bus stop? Come back with me. When God pointed my face towards this woman and nudged in my heart and said, watch this. And I realized that the Bible's coming to life. Suddenly, it wasn't just that lady standing on the doorstep needing something. It was me. And with me, all of you. It was, I felt like all of us were standing there, watching and waiting. And I began to pray, God, if you're going to make me watch this, let it end well. Please let it end well. Do you want to know how long that lady knocked? Ten minutes. Can you imagine that perseverance? 
And so I'm praying, Lord, let the door open. Let the story end happily. Please, God, don't let the bus come until I see this, right? <laughs> let them be late today, Lord. And she stopped. I was like, oh. it was very silent on the street. And <laughs> all of us, even the kids, are like, and I was thinking, is she going to go away? And the door opened. There was light inside. There was the musician in his bathrobe. <laughs> and he had a key, and we were all very quiet, right? And he said, how long have you been here? <laughs> this metaphor breaks down eventually, just so y'all know. <laughs> and she's like, not long. And we were like, uh-huh, she has. She's been persistent. And he said, I'm glad you kept it up because I know you need this. And he gave her the key, and they gave each other a hug, and she sped off down the road. I know that it's hard sometimes. I know that you're tempted to give up sometimes. And Jesus knew that too. And that's why he reminded you that you're welcome that the door is one that loves you behind it. And that if you keep on knocking, it will open. It will open. So knock with hope. Let's pray. God, I pray for all of us who have prayed prayers for a long time. And those of us who have given up, help us to stand on your doorstep, Lord, and know that you love us. Help us to knock with faith because Jesus said you would open the door. Help us to seek and keep on seeking so that we could find you. And help us to always ask and keep on asking so that you can give us the answer. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.